Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. everyone welcome back to another episode of mpl this one is actually really special to me because it is a topic that has been requested quite a bit by the viewers and we're going to be implementing a four-part series on marriage uh this one is going to be a male single only episode we're just going to kind of dive in and understand like the perspective from like a single male audience and then the the future episodes are going to be from like a single female we're going to have knowledgeable people such as Shayu also come and give their take as well as have sort of a panel with married people so that they can give their perspective as well so it should be a really fun ride but without further ado I want to open it up to the guests to just introduce themselves before we get started so uh Ismail do you want to start us off yeah let's do it so alaikum everybody watching alaikum to my fellow co-hosts and guests um, my uh, name is Ismail Hamadeh. I am a, uh, I'm a graduate from uh, the finance program, and now I am pursuing a uh, degree in philosophy, history, and uh, political science. Cool. Azair. Uh, Assalamu alaikum, guys. Uh, my name is Azair, as someone else called out. Uh, I study at the University of Waterloo, and I'm in my kind of fourth year, I guess, uh, studying computer engineering. Uh, I, I guess I just want to mention the reason I'm laughing so much. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what's so funny, man? It's because this guy's saying like, oh, it's this is a singles only males episode. Like that's a recipe for disaster. The recipe for disaster, I feel like. But... Four seasoned veterans, bro. <laughs> yeah, that, that's me. Okay. Um, Sam, guys, my name is Khaled. I also study at the University of Waterloo for computer engineering. And those are not used to be classmates. So. cool did you guys break up yeah basically yeah. i don't want to be his friend anymore he was a bad influence it's okay yeah. uh, inshallah you guys can rekindle your friendship and uh, anything after that should you choose to i'm not going to judge <laughs> but um okay we're going to get started and we're going to start off with sort of like an icebreaker question um okay. just wanted to ask you guys in general um is the idea of marriage something that you would entertain at any point in your life? Like whether it be as a young adult, later on, whatever. So like basically what I'm trying to ask is, would you want to get married? In your young adult life? Like what's young adult life? No, no. It, just in general. Like it doesn't matter if you're 20, 30, 40, like just in general, like through at, oh. any point in your life. Yeah. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, really. Like, there's, there's not, like, there's no philosophical reason. No, I feel like people always have like some crazy reason. Like, yeah, I just want to find love. 
I really don't have a deep reason. Like I know it's something I want to do, but it's not important nor pressing at the moment. Cool. Well, I definitely um, would like to get married at some point um, in my life. Um, well, let's for two like main reasons. Um, obviously, I I grew up uh, with like married parents. Well, that's not really obvious in society, but um, I did grow up in a uh, uh, in a household where I witnessed a happy marriage. Um, so I'd want that for myself. Also, um, Islamically speaking. Um, oh man. <laughs> no, no, that, no, bro, seriously. Come on. Like, we're Muslims. We got to take our. Like, no, you're trying to get married to complete a half your and you're <laughs> no, telling me. No, no, for real, bro. You know, if, you, if, if you're like with the. In my opinion, marriage is probably the most important decision you'll make in your life. Yeah. And if you're uh, a Muslim you're, and your grounding is Islam, that's where you like, that's your place where you like uh, make your decisions. Um, you got to look at what Islam says about it so you know if you have the option or not. And um, if you look at Surah An-Nur, which is like uh, chapter 24, I think it's verse 32. Um, it starts off with saying, وَأَنْكِحُ And وَأَنْكِحُ in, it's, in, in Arabic, it, uh, it's basically in English, it's the imperative form of, um, how do you say? Uh, it's the imperative form of nikah. So it's... Com it's commanding you or highly recommending. So, in in the in the in the sense where somebody is not um, uh, uh, being tempted into into harams, then it is highly recommended. But uh, the general consensus is either highly recommended or uh, obligatory upon uh, both Muslim men and women to get married. So, definitely would. Okay. Want now I feel like I have to redo my answer to this. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm going to keep this organic. Zair, go ahead. Uh, yeah, I feel like uh, in response to this, uh, uh, like, I, I agree. And uh, I also just want to say that, like you said, it's obligatory or, or whatever on men and women. I, I mean, obviously, if it's for one, it would make sense. It's for the other as well. So yeah, no, um, but, yo, you know, the climate. So, like, it, it's very important to uh, clear up misconceptions. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I... I didn't come in here with references ready to be honest, but I do remember. <laughs> no, but I, I, uh, <laughs> I do remember. Like my head, what I've read, I like check, you know, just make sure I have. Yeah, yeah. Right, ayah. So if anybody listening, they, they could go and check it out. I, I, I do remember reading an ayah about how like one of the signs of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala is that He has created for us like pairs and. Uh, oh my lord. You know, I, yeah, I'm gonna bring all the cliches, man. You created oh pairs. I'm not talking about that one. I'm not talking about that verse. I'm he's about... that. He's changing his bio. He's one of those people. When oh you yeah, man. Me, you can, you can. <laughs> uh yeah so you know spouses are a comfort for you or whatever and uh all that good stuff so yeah i mean i, I don't want to die at like 60 and alone so i mean yeah sometime would be nice. why 60 that's so low well i mean i, yeah, I, like, I, just I like i like 70. yeah like i like fried chicken man so i don't know it might be 60 we'll see like you know, hey man and you're daisy so i'm pretty sure you have a a few too many uh <laughs> niharis and butter yeah. chickens yeah, so um, some, yeah, basically the answer is yes, eventually, like, it would be nice. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, similar to, like, Ismail, I didn't come with uh, references, Emily citations ready to go. But <laughs> um, I will say, like, for me, like, from, like, a non-Islamic standpoint, I, for me, the idea of, like, growing together as, uh, with, with, like, a partner and just, like, experiencing life and, like, other things in general is attractive to me. So at some point, I would definitely want to... Uh, Definitely want to get married. And then there's obviously like the Islamic implications as well, um, which I'm sure um, 
people can research on their own or Ismail is going to throw at us as we speak. So, yeah. <laughs> but, okay, now with that out of the way. I don't have too many. Just off the top of my head on the fly. Okay. Um, we'll, we'll save that. Um, but, okay, just off the top, uh, the next sort of thing we want to get into is what Khalid was talking about, like, earlier, like, the idea of, like, a young adult. And I personally think that seeing like a lot of the people around me who are like in university or just graduated or whatever, they sort of romanticize the concept of marriage in their early 20s and make it seem like marriage is this like utopic experience. And as soon as you enter it, you're going to have like, you know, you're going to live happily ever after and like all that fun stuff. So, you know, like, what are your thoughts on this? What is your take on it? Seeing as though like a lot of people around us that we know have actually gotten married at like a very young age or if you know anyone who, who has as well, but. I just want to hear your thoughts on that. I'm going last on this one. Um, I want to see what these guys have to say. Go ahead. Go ahead, Ismail. No, no, no. Come on. I went, I went first last time. Okay, okay. I'm save my response. I feel like we need to first understand, like, what it means to be young adult. You know, like, is it just when you're in university? Or is it when you've graduated from university, but, like, you're in your 23s, 24s, 25s? Is that still a young adult? I'm, I personally would categorize it as like 18 to 24, personally. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, that's, I think, I think very few people can pull an actual healthy one at that age. I don't think it is a good idea because that age is usually when you're changing so much. That's when a lot of your views on life as well, your priorities as well change so much. And what you want in life will change as well. So I, I think it's extremely risky to make a lifelong commitment based on something you want now as like a 19, 20 year old, but like two, three school terms down the road, you might want to change something else about your life or your career path, for example. And then all of a sudden you're financially responsible for someone when you're not stable, if you get what I mean, right? Or your moral views or your views on religion, you, know, you become more religious or you become less religious. And the halal to haram issue goes off, you know? So there's like, I think that's when you're most like volatile. And I think you should not make as many big decisions um, in this in this little span. Um, but, but at the same time though, like I've seen people pull it off. I've seen people who have hit like very respectable maturity at such an age, mashallah. Can never yeah. be me. I, you know? I agree with a lot of what Khaled just said. Um, I think that, well, first off, I think the level of maturity for the age, because age is like the, the number is objective. So 18 to 24 is an objective number. However, the maturity of 18 to 24 year olds is, is, is subject to the environment these specific 18 to 24 year olds are around. Like if you are somewhere in the middle of Africa, 18 to 24 year olds are rearing like families of, you know, 10 to 12 people. So yeah. and there are there and they're taking care of the workload of providing for them. And they don't start at the late 18 to 24, they start much younger than that. And that's because their environment has bred much more mature individuals at a much younger age, mentally speaking. So what, what Khalid I think was um, talking about 18 to 24 year olds here, and I completely agree, is that it's very um I, I'm not sure I don't I don't want to paint with a broad brush, but um, I think it's more the case that 18 to 24 year olds here in the environment we are in, um, this is the period of where you're finding yourself. And this is a period where um, you're discovering uh, your moral um, uh, groundings and your, um, 
your foundational principles, uh, things that you want to stand for, um, possibly for the rest of your life. Um, you might be open to change and all that. But yeah, yeah. That's a period of self-discovery, I feel. And um, if you have, or um, a lot of people will struggle to have their own journey of self-discovery and at the same time try to work and grow with another person also trying to discover themselves. But I, I think there, this period is um, uh, very vital for personal growth for most people, but it's definitely uh, possible. Um, however, as, as Khaled said, improbable, um, that there are individuals who can pull it off at this stage. And I personally know some, so it, it's definitely doable. I feel like I'd start by adding the caveat that I think, uh, I feel like 18 to 22 maybe makes a little more sense. Once you feel like graduated and maybe like worked for a bit full time, I think you start uh, solidifying on your views a little bit and like starting to understand and prioritize things differently that you don't necessarily uh, feel when you're like studying because that's like such a different phase of life. Uh, I do agree though, obviously with what you guys are saying that like your maturity is like really subjective, but like, I, I wanna play devil's advocate for a second. Like, don't you think that sometimes growth is a product of the environment you're put into? Well, we're all agreeing with that. So let's say you don't feel like you're fully ready. Um, and this is also the case, like, I don't know, if you're planning on having kids, can you ever feel like you're fully ready to like take care of and like, oh, God left. <laughs> uh, to like take care of and raise a kid and like instill like good values and like morals and all this stuff in them. Can you ever fully feel ready for that? And I would say probably not. And yet it's, you know, important. Well, I mean, like mothers have kids and when they, you know, have a kid, like their instincts change and things like that. So I, I would say that obviously you need to be mature to a level, but I don't know if you need to be like fully, fully feel like you're ready necessarily. I mean, I'm just playing devil's advocate. I don't know. I could be wrong. I'm open to change it, but yeah. Sorry. I was just going to say like, I, I do see your point in like the feelings of readiness. However, I, I do think that you have to take a little bit of the context in mind as well. People who are thinking of having children typically are much older, the closer to like late twenties and early thirties. So I feel like the confounding factor here is that they've already gone through that phase of like changes in their ideologies and worldviews to a certain degree, where for instance, their views on like uh, on Islam and like philosophy and all of those things would have already been solidified to, to, to some degree. Whereas if you're looking for someone who is an, at an earlier stage in life, like 22 or 21, I feel like they still are looking for what Islam means to them. How are they going to practice it going forward? How it like, kind of complements philosophy and like their worldviews and so on and so forth. So I do, th I do agree with you in that I don't think an individual will ever fully know if they're ready. However, at such a young age, I think all of us know, at least for me personally, I'm a very different person now than I was six months ago. And so being cognizant of that fact, I know that in the next six months, I'm also going to undergo some sort of growth. However, the increment in growth, personal growth from 21 to 22 is a lot higher than increment from 29 to 30. And I think that's what I, that's how I interpret, I interpreted what Khalil and Ismail were saying. Yeah, exactly. I, that's based on God, it's spot on. I think that um, and the only reason is that I said 1824 is because varying people um, with their different lengths of their uh, studies and all that, but um, it's exactly that the increments and the, what it, like uh, the, the amount, the, the size of change that happens in your personality and in um, uh, what's it called, who you are as a person, your character traits are much bigger and much more dramatic than when you're 29 or 30 or 
you know, even, even we, we all have parents, right? And we all uh, will joke around and say, even our own parents will tell us what it's harder to change an old person's mind about anything. Because they've been through it, they they've already solidified their views and all that. So it's yeah. As you grow up, it's just it's a part of life. You're less, um, or you're more biased to uh, to your own views rather than open to accepting uh, other views because you feel more solidified. So that that's why I was like, I, I think that's based uh, on hit it spot on. Sort of like going back to the question of like romanticizing marriage. I I think that our media does a really good job at romanticizing the idea of just being in a relationship. And I think as Muslims, because we are all supposed to abstain from that, we all have this mentality that like the grass is always greener on the other side. But we look at it from a point of view of like, I'm going to be in a relationship, I'm going to be able to be like intimate, I'm going to be able to have like a partner, I'm going to be able to do like x, y, z, things that I was initially told not to do. But with that comes a lot of extra like baggage or like extra work and effort that you have to put in. And that's not things that the media actually portrays. And that's not the thing that we are accustomed to seeing. And so I think that's why that's where it becomes a little bit like problematic in a way, because we want what we can't have, but we're not a lot of people aren't willing to invest the actual time and resources to have that like solid foundation made. And also, like, I think the goal of marriage is often sort of blurred in a lot of people right so i want to ask you guys like when you think of marriage like what is the goal like what what do you think is the actual goal of marriage because i think in order to have actions that are in line with a certain like philosophy or way of thinking you need to have an objective and without having an objective in mind those actions and that strategy is not going to be aligned so like what is the objective of marriage complete half the dean bro (laughs) i guess it's uh (laughs) fine love maybe but I think, yeah, deeper than that, it's like to find someone that you can like trust with everything and open up to about things that you wouldn't open up to with, for example, the boys, you know, like whatever it is. But isn't uh, that love? Well, okay. <laughs> you just said divine love. Well, it's uh, marriage is very integral to the forming of like strong uh, families, right? So um, I mean, the data is pretty clear on um, the strength of families that have married parents versus the strength of families that have um, common law parents or uh, more commonly known as uh, boyfriend-girlfriend relationships. Um, so it, repi- it, it provides stability, not only to the family and the family members, it provides stability to the society because families are the building blocks of a society. So the building blocks themselves are very... Uh, uh, what's it called? Very uh, fragile. I was gonna say. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they and then a society isn't gonna be successful. It's because the society will be dealing with all sorts of problems, including single. Uh, what's it called? Like uh, large rates of single motherhood, uh, large rates of absent fathers, um, large rates of what's it called? Uh, babies like given up for uh, uh, the system to deal with. Um, and then also what's it called? Negligence uh, in parenthood which lead to uh, children growing up with uh, drug addictions or getting involved with gangs or getting involved with wrong people or a, a myriad of different problems. Right, so, but like when, when, you, when, you're, when you think about why I want to get married today, do you think about I want to start a family? You want to get married today? Jeez, bro. <laughs> oh, that's exciting, bro. Do you think about, do you want, you want to start a family 
and that's why you want to get married or do you well, think oh, it, i want to start a family once you get married and you're like maybe it's time that i have a kid no yeah, it's actually very important to differentiate between the two yeah islamically speaking the objective or one of because there is a criteria and there is objective uh, objectives like there is a criteria of what marriage is to be and then everything else that you attach on top of that is the whipping cream and cherry on top see what i'm saying so um okay. uh, what's it called the uh, uh, two objectives for example um that are islamic uh, objectives for marriage is the practicing of uh, uh of uh, sexual relations in a halal uh way that safeguards the individual from uh themselves and the individual from society Okay. Yeah. So that's that's one uh, uh, objective. The second objective is to procreate and to create a family that enhances the society, also to uh, keep the human race moving. That is an objective, like uh, that is a criteria piece. So I always thought it was a recommendation, just to try and have as many as possible. But I didn't think it was a condition for for marriage. Maybe as ma- no, it's not a, con- a condition, but it is part of the objectives, uh, as far as I'm con- uh, my like my knowledge is concerned. Uh, it is a part of the um, the objectives of marriage. However, people go about marriages how they like. Obviously, as we see, like with romanticized marriage, and of course, is let's make things clear. Um, romance there's no problem with romance in fact it is an objective it's part of um, a, a marriage is um, the devotion love and compassion uh, shared by two people and uh, the commitment they make to each other and to Allah so uh, there's no problem with that at all all we're saying is that the media is very one faceted it displays only the side of uh, romanticism and uh, all the good things uh, per se um, that are that come from a marriage but not all the other really important things that if we don't have in a marriage then it's just an inaccurate picture of what a marriage really is I, I, I do agree though I do want to note that I think there's a very important distinction to make where like some of the points you're making are kind of like from a zoomed out lens of like yeah sure it's definitely true that having like strong family bonds and things like that created like a stronger society and you know these are the building blocks of society but at the end of the day, like, I feel like when you're asking yourself, okay, why am I getting married? It's, yeah. not, like, it's not like, oh, I want to, I want to build a strong society. No, it's like, yeah, like, it's, to... it's not for the society. No, dude, I'm not, I'm not getting married to build society. I'm just yeah, getting yeah, married yeah. to. Well, I, I'm say that's like, yeah, you're correct. That's the zoomed out view. If we're looking at it like academically, but if you're talking about just subjectively, of course you want somebody to, uh, what's it called? You know, complete half your dean. You want somebody to, uh, what's it called? Spend the rest of your life with, to enjoy the moments with share laughs and share you know sorrow with all that so that's that's the more subjective uh view that's why i didn't really talk about it because everybody has a different reason right um so that's but but there are objective reasons and there are subjective reasons that's all yeah yeah i i wanted to use this as an opportunity to highlight those individual reasons which was there was kind of talking about so like sorry i was there um i forgot what you were saying but what is like you were talking about more the individual one like what is it for you or what do you perceive the objective as I think a really important thing is like having the ability to have someone that you can like open up to about like basically right? some things that you wouldn't who can he can play college duty with oh oh that's that's very important as well of course definitely um th- like for example like let's say I have a really deep like emotional problem you know like I'm not gonna reach out to Khad about it maybe because uh you know like, why not <laughs> it's, a, it's a different thing to be reaching out to the boys versus like I'm not I'm not gonna be vulnerable with the boys yeah no, definitely I, no i'm kidding i'm kidding but it is obviously we'll different you, we'll you but we, you know we'll help you still <laughs> so yeah um 
at the basic level, I think that's what it is, right? Like fulfilling each other's rights and, and having someone that you can open up to and like all these things. Like, like dude, I'm not like, I think these are all great answers, but I have never um, like looked at someone who I considered and then thought like, oh, this is someone that I would love to open up to. Like that was never like a motivation for me. You know, in my head, it was always like, oh, this is a problem I have. I'll just deal with it and I'll fix it. No biggie. And maybe that's like the, like the unhealthy like thought process, but that's, it's never been a motivating, motivating factor. Like the, the, like the only times I have ever considered actually getting married at this age was literally only because you like someone, I like someone. And the only way to actually do anything is if you guys talk marriage. That's why a lot of teens, a lot of kids our age <clears throat> are also big into the marriage thing, not because they want to get married, but just because they want a way to date right i think that's a good point but i do want to sorry just add in that like you're saying that like you don't actively look for someone you can open up to but i'm saying do you, you possibly end up opening to, up to them and i think yeah. that's natural like you do end yeah. up opening to them, right that's like yeah. just what it is the relationship yeah um but that is a good point that like i think you're right people feel like they can't do anything unless they like start yeah you know? i like i feel i feel like what we're, what you guys the reasons you guys are all giving are healthy mature proper reasons to actually sit down and consider someone a valid potential right but if you're for being honest like most kids our age don't think this way at all right they're probably just saying like yo she's kind of cute i can cuff her but the only way to do that is if i bring marriage into the thing right and then most of them don't end up getting married because yeah sooner or later the relationship fails so maybe it's a good thing that they didn't get married but I mean, yeah, Khaled, but we're, yeah, we're definitely like, just because we look at it this way, just to echo what you're saying, I agree with you. Um, just because we look at things like in this specific manner doesn't mean that we don't look for the same things that um, other people look for. Like, of course, we want a girl that looks like beautiful. Um, like every time I look at her, I want to be like, oh my God, this woman's so amazing. Yeah. Like, that's, of course, that's necessary. Like you need to have physical attraction. Yeah, that's done and dusted. I think that's just uh, very clear. Um, of course, we look for somebody, you know, amazing character traits, somebody who's patient, somebody who's kind, all that. Stuff. We're going to get into that a little bit later. So like, if you, if you guys are shifting yeah. more to like the individual thing. I'm just, I'm just saying like most young adults, I feel like most young adults don't think in the healthy, like mm -hmm. perspective that Ismail laid out, which is like, ideally you want, you know, certain objectives from your marriage. Most people don't think like that. They don't think big picture long-term. Right. Most young adults, when they are talking about marriage, because it's been so romanticized, it's just, the only way for them to like you know achieve some endorphins in the short run and yeah just... i think that's a good point is that with the uh, just empirical research or is that personal experience i'm just curious uh... <laughs> listen i am a seasoned vet as i said in the start testimonial bro testimonial yeah, yeah. <laughs> this guy went uh 10th prestige leveled up got all the gold camos everything <laughs> no, but the, the divorce rate reflects that he's kind of right because um yeah i agree i agree as well. like for my, my i grew up with my mom always drilling in my head like how uh, when you're picking a spouse you have to think about is this person or can i trust this person to raise my children or like obviously if you're as a married like our yeah. children but in your perspective my children so can you trust that person and i think a lot of people get caught up in the romanticizing and again it, romance is needed it's amazing all that but if you're if you can't see somebody have the necessary values to raise uh, children the way you want to raise them that's going to cause like friction right and once you have friction you're gonna like go down the road of, okay. like, you know 
Yeah, I, I don't know if this is changing, like going to a topic that's going to be discussed in the future. So if it is like cut me off and we'll talk about it later. But I think a lot of people, what they end up doing is thinking like, oh, you can fix someone. You know, maybe they're oh, not wow. as religious as you want. And I like, think oh, we'll talk about them. it a little bit like uh, as we go. But I just wanted to like, wrap okay. this topic up. Um, I wanted to kind of introduce like a different objective, so to speak. Okay. Um, the way like I look at it and recently this is something that's kind of dawned upon me is that you know how we all have this like idea of like romanticizing like the the fruits of marriage like you know you're gonna wake up together have breakfast give each other massages like blah 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 I personally think that a, a good objective to have it doesn't necessarily have to be the best one of the rule of thumb but I think a good objective to have is the purpose of marriage should be to get closer to your deen and to become better as a person, i.e. to become a better person and a better Muslim. And I think all of the things you guys hit upon in like um, starting a family and like, you know, like finding yourself, growing all of that things. I think those are all symptoms of that objective in my, in my like humble opinion. So yeah. I think like having the lens of I want to get married so that I can become a better person and a better Muslim. Because ultimately, if your faith is strong to the degree where you're like, my objective is Jannah. So technically, the sub-objective is aligned with that bigger objective. And so that's what I think. I don't know if you guys would agree, disagree, or like whatnot. Because thinking that like the objective of marriage is to have kids, I think is a little bit problematic. Because some people don't want to have kids and some people can't have kids. And so by default, that objective is already nulled to, for some people. So yeah, yeah. But having you like, I want to get closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Like you can do that in a multitude of different ways, right? Yeah. You it doesn't have to and be wake, like- Wake each other up for Fajr, right? Bro, <laughs> I hate that so much, bro. It's like, <laughs> I'm going to wake up Fatima for Fajr. Like I'm going to like sprinkle water on her forehead and all that like BS. Like buddy- My guy's snoozing till 3 p.m. <laughs> Literally. Like bro, his mom's been trying for years, bro. <laughs> <laughs> bro, Mizan, I think you hit it, man. That, that's like- I, like if you're looking for a spouse, you should look for somebody that complements like um, like your weaknesses, right? Like in some in, in some aspects. Like yeah, if Fajr is like uh, not a strong suit, hopefully hers is, because then she'll wake you up. Um, if uh, like like in any way, like for example, um, patience. Like I want somebody who's uh, more like like who's a very patient person, because sometimes I could be impatient. So I want that like balance, right? Like if I have, or, and, and I'm definitely like, I, I could definitely use that in a, in a spouse. So like, I agree with that. 100%. Okay. okay. So okay, there's any patient listeners. <laughs> no, yo, okay. COVID-19 yeah. patients. <laughs> <laughs> no, like to be honest, to be honest, like the cop-out answer is to say, yeah, everything we do is for God. Right. <laughs> we can that. No, listen, we can say that and there's literally no other discussion to be had because no one can disagree, right? Your school, your jobs, your, the friends you make, you know, like all the moments in your life should at some point be leading you towards the official objective, which is Jannah, right? Um, so that is the objective of everything. And that includes marriage and that includes raising uh, proper kids. And that's why they're actually a source of Sadaqa Jariya if you raise them properly, right? And, Best of you is the best of spouse. Yeah, yeah. There's so many ways to get so much closer to Allah just within marriage. But again, in the context of young adults, if any young adult today tells me, like, yo, I'm getting married because I'm trying to be a better Muslim, that's cap. That's cap. <laughs> bro. Dude, bro, you can't paint with a broad brush, but I know what you're saying. Yeah. Like the, I'm speaking for myself and maybe I'm projecting a little bit too much, but like, if, if you ask me today if I'm religious enough to die, 
no, I'm not. Like if, if I am confident enough in it to enter Jannah, no, I'm not. Am I Muslim enough to make someone else a better Muslim and a stronger Muslim? Not even close. So if you ask me, like if I was to get married today and you asked me like, yo, so you're doing this to be a better Muslim? Like, no, yeah, she's kind of cute and funny. That's probably it. Like that, I'm just trying to put it into context. Like what Fazan <laughs> said is 100% right. But if we're thinking like the average general person, the average general person is so caught up in life that like, I don't think they think like, like I find it hard to think, to see like 19, 20 year olds to be like, yeah, you know what? Like, yeah, but I don't want to attain Jannah with this person, right? But that's why in the first part we said it's most likely not people in this age group doing this. But like just generally speaking, outside of this age group. Yeah, outside, yeah, outside, like once you once you have hit that your maturity where like you can actually start working towards being more religious and prioritizing Islam in like a proper way, once you've hit that point, then if you will see that everything you do will lead you there. But I just feel like in that in the age of like 18 to 24, a lot of people still haven't hit it, is all I'm trying to say. You know, so it's like not really realistic to expect that from someone this age um like to actually have that as an objective okay so i wanted to use this as a point to sort of move on to the next bit which is more like individualistic and like sort of like like major differences like between the all of us and i think was there was uh hinting at it earlier and like certain things that you want and sort of certain things that you expect but not expecting them to just like magically happen like once you're in a relationship so do you want to like continue elaborating on that uh idea of like expectations you home cook meals a day I, I think it's important for us to obviously all realize that we're not perfect, but at the same rate, it's like, you can't just use that to like cover up everything, right? Like you can't, if, if you are a religious personally and you, for example, want to pray five times a day and you find someone that doesn't pray at all, you can't just be like, oh, well, you know, I'm going to defend them. Well, no one's perfect. And so it's therefore yeah, yeah, yeah. okay for me to continue. You should be honest with yourself and be like, you know what, at this point, like you can't just rely on yourself being able to change someone because firstly like even in the quran allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the prophet muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam that you can't choose who's guided right so the same thing like for us we can't have that mentality like oh i'm gonna help this person and so that's why i was memeing the fajr thing because like yeah i don't know if you give an example of someone that doesn't never wakes up for fajr and has no intention to to be honest personally i wouldn't be okay with that because like i wouldn't consider that person because i want them to at least be trying to and then you know i can help them out some days they can help me out some days whatever but like if you're, you're not even trying to you're not even setting the alarm like you're setting yourself up you're not about it clearly and so that's like something important for me like things like that yeah, yeah so yeah. i think yeah no one's perfect you will grow and you'll grow, grow together but you have to have that baseline you have to have that same baseline in my opinion and that's you have to figure that out what is your baseline that's different yeah. for everyone right like what is the bare minimum in every different category and then based on that uh make a decision Wait, wait, I have a question. Wait, sorry, sorry. Oh, sorry, go ahead, go ahead. What's your question? No, you, you, you spoke first. You can finish it. Okay, I was going to say, like, before we... Because I wanted us to, like, go around the table and, like, highlight, like, something. Just to, like, introduce, like, you know, like, what does Ismail think is important versus what does Rosera think is important? Just to, like, introduce, like, a broad range of, like, expectations as perspectives. So people who are listening, they know it's not just, like, every guy looks for the exact same things. But, like, before that, I wanted to... Like, <laughs> But we do look for the exact same thing. <laughs> okay, no, if we're talking about from a religious standpoint, I think all of us are aligned to some degree in the same, like, halal haram ratio, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, Like, yeah, yeah. apart from that, right? Anyways, before we get into so that, I'm going to ask you guys, like, 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 apart from the girl being on the dean, what character yeah, do you yeah, yeah, yeah. look for? So I was going to ask you guys before we get into that, like, what do you think a person, like a man, should consider 
before even like thinking of like basically what it, what cues do they have to look for to indicate whether they're like ready or not like for instance <sighs> some people some people are like i will not deal with someone who doesn't make a stable source of income whereas a yeah. lot of young adults they're like oh but like my parents like they got all this money like they can support us right but then other people are like oh as long as they're making like some sort of money but then other people are like no 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 they have to be making like at least like minimum 75k or like 80k or whatever you know so like what do you think are internal cues that men should look for to identify their readiness sorry i just want to their selves right not the woman sorry was there what yeah sorry i just want to quickly ask a question are, are we discussing this or di- didn't we say we're discussing what you think are the important things like it seems that's like gonna come ex- after this oh okay okay understood yeah, yeah. Okay, question. So, are we saying what I, what you should look for to un, to recognize you are ready, or the person you are interested in is ready? You, you as a man. Okay. Yeah. Was there? You didn't go first for any prompts. Go ahead. Uh, you yourself being ready? Yeah. No tafsir. You you're feeling it? No. <laughs> uh, man, this is a tough one to answer first because I'm not really sure. I was, okay. I was trying to play, I was trying to plagiarize you guys. I can go first. I can go yeah, first. Yeah, go for it. Ready. Go for it. I think okay. There's two maybe like two, three general rule of thumbs. It's like one, are you at a point in your life religiously where you are, uh, where you really truly believe that what you are doing and the reason why you are Muslim is for for the right reasons, like you're confident in Islam, you know, confident enough to, to like actually identify yourself as a Muslim and, you know, make sure that your intentions are for the right reasons. Like that's extremely important, I feel like in a marriage as well, because Islam is like, such an important guideline in our relationships with people and our spouses and our kids, right? So you need to be able to be like religiously ready, especially if you're gonna be our role model for kids a couple years down into your marriage, right? Um, I think a general rule of thumb as well would be like financial income. Um, this is more so for the guy, just because Islamically, if she so chooses, you do actually have to provide, right? So you can't just have like zero career prospects, you know, like not even trying uh you 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 gotta have something right just something like just effort um and then direction in life yeah like like if you're getting married at a young age especially their her parents at least seem to be able to see like hey this guy is going towards his career you know x years down the road he'll be able to provide stable income and that's good enough for us that's fine um and then i think the other thing as well would be do you feel confident or are you at a point where you're mentally healthy right like a lot of people you can be religious you can have a good career but then if you're like like a toxic human being or if you're very bad to people around you or if you have trust issues if you have really bad anxiety your spouse will take the brunt of all that shit right all that stuff right um (laughs) sorry Um, (laughs) the background Um, like you, you can't just hop in a relationship and like you, you might end up being emotionally abusive, even if you don't know it yet, but it just, it could just be your weakness is high stress situations and you might end up just being very irritable. Right. Um, so just those three things. One, religiously, you're at a point where you're stable, uh, financially, you can provide if need be. And three, like you're a healthy person who's not like abusive. I feel like it's I, the bare minimum. I wanted to add on to that. Um, I, I agree with you. Um, but I, th- in my opinion, like my priorities, I would prioritize two things that are different than all three of the ones you mentioned. And they are number one is when you look at yourself, just pretend you had a carbon copy of yourself as a child, 
would that make you a proud father? Oh, yeah. Fact. I think that's a really good benchmark and a litmus test because if the answer to that is no, then automatically you know that you have to work on yourself in either of those things that Khalid mentioned, whether it's being more emotionally intelligent, becoming more religious, or just maybe even it's just having a more stable career, right? So I think that's one litmus test that's really good. And I think that goes for both men and women. Like if, if it's a woman or if there's a woman that you're like, like you're looking at, then if you had a carbon copy of her as a daughter, would that make you happy? If the answer is no, then just move on. Like don't waste your time. Don't waste her time. And the second thing I wanted to say was physically and emotionally available, specifically on the physically piece. And the reason I'm saying this is because, bro, I'm going to go a bit on tangent. Oh, you said, bro. It's about to get crazy. Dude, in, in our young Muslim like cohort, pornography is so, so, so rampant. And the reason I said physically available is because, dude, we know that one of the tenets of a healthy marriage is having a fruitful, intimate relationship. And because there's so many young adults who have been like plagued by this idea of like an, what an ideal intimate relationship should look like. And they're, they have like these ridiculous expectations. And then they're like, literally like their stress coping mechanism is watching like pornography. That's going to really, really, really impact the ability for you to form like a close affectionate physical bond with the other person. So in my humble opinion, I think that any person who hasn't crossed that path of being physically available, like intimately, should not be considering marriage because that's going to directly impact the other person you're going into. And that's a huge, huge part of marriage. And you don't want to mess up someone's life like that. Yeah, to be honest, it's a good point. I, I don't Yeah, I never thought about it because like, I, I felt like any guy should, you know, just be ready to just go at it if need be. But you brought up a very good point that I've actually never considered. It's a good point. Yeah, no, yeah. I think the the best point is the the litmus test you mentioned, like the carbon copy litmus test, because that encompasses everything, right? Like if you see in yourself, I have this terrible addiction, I have this terrible habit, I have this 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 thing plaguing me, and then you can imagine, like, oh, if I had a kid, and and they were the exact same, you know, that's such a good point. I I, I totally agree about that, and that encompasses <laughs> everything. And uh, yeah, it's not something I've thought about before either. It's funny. No, I, I agree with all what you guys said. I like what Khaled was saying about the, um, uh, yeah, like I don't ever think about like dollar amounts or anything like that, but um, to have, this is both for male and, and female, they need yeah. to have a direction that they're going by. And this direction needs to have like, uh, doesn't necessarily need to have a solidified end goal because you a lot of the times end goals arise from like, uh, what's it called? What we call random circumstances, but it's tashilat rabbani. It's like from God, God, like made it help, like helped it work, and it all came to fruition in a certain way. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It doesn't necessarily need to have an objective, but uh, or sorry, a necessary end. But um, there needs to be some form of hustle, some form of direction, and some form of um, uh, progress that's being made on this. So that's important for me. Um, to to yeah, and another thing is, I think that if you're if you look back, if you, if it's similar to Faison's uh, lenses, but I do this personally around like every six months or so, I kind of look back at myself and I see uh, what's called what has changed uh, since. And I kind of reflect about the things that I am proud of having changed and things that I'm still trying to change, um, things that I'm getting better at, things that I need to focus on, all that stuff. So if I, if like, if there needs to be, uh, sizable progress always um mm. and then i think there is a point where you kind of hit a realization where okay now i'm in a point where 
I got my fundamentals down. I got my uh, the the major stuff that I'm really uh, that are really important to my uh, my being uh, down. Now all the other growth could happen with a partner. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, I like that. Okay, now we're getting into the um, into that uh, into the part that you guys were. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> you guys want to pull out your bio datas? <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, I wanted to use this as an opportunity to open up the floor to you guys and ask you guys like, what are some of the things that like you would prioritize in your search, right? Whether it be someone you're already interested in, or if you're just interested in the idea of like marriage and like you would be exploring like different uh, different people and i know like everyone has different priorities obviously um and and the, the whole purpose of this is like not to like spotlight you it's more just to introduce like I, in, is it to highlight that like different people yeah, have yeah. different uh priorities and perspectives and so it's just for that right it's it's yeah. i swear i won't send any people your way unless you want <laughs> but, the longer this podcast goes on, the more I am convinced this is Fezan's reciprocal profile. Dude, Fezan just said, I won't send anyone your way unless you want. Like, do you have like a whole backlog? Like, let me let me look at that database, man. What are you no, doing? No, bro. I'm just Why saying through, through this podcast, I've like been able to meet like a lot of people, right? So I'm like, if you mm. want, like, I could reach out to these people and be like, hey, man, are you looking for uh, Waterloo so, uh, computer engineer? Oh, what's your name? He's the matchmaker from the Indian matchmaker. Uh, Sima, 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 Sima. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, she's so bad at it. Okay, but let's like aside. I was like, was there, yeah. Would you like? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I, whoever. Yeah. Was there? Go ahead. So definitely, I feel like I'll skip over the religious stuff first because I mean that's really important. But I think we're probably on the same pages there. Yeah. You want to outline thing, it quickly, just so like. Yeah. Yeah. You so do it once and then. For for me, I feel like something that's really important is that they're praying all their prayers. I know it's okay. not that. All that's five. Different people. <laughs> uh, yeah. All five. <laughs> I feel like uh yeah as you guys mentioned like growing a lot like pe- people change over time and I've seen a lot of growth in myself so like yeah. but I, I looking back at myself when I didn't pray for example like I'll be frank or like didn't read the Quran very often stuff like that like I don't want to risk going back to that and I feel like being with someone that is at that phase like is a risk to me because then I like I might you know go back to that place in my life and i don't want to risk that um trying to read like for example like like a little bit of quran a day like just open it i think mufti mank says like open it and read one ayah and then if your heart wants to like read another and then read another and then you end up reading just a bit and things like that and then obviously like the rest of the five pillars i think that's uh important for me in terms of like other stuff though i think and i want to have a discussion on this i i kind of feel like a lot of times a, a guy needs to have a drive but some people feel like the girl doesn't need as much of a drive. Bro, yes, yes. Oh my bro, God. Talk, that is the biggest pet peeve of mine. Oh yeah, my same. God. Yeah, 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 so yeah, 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 having yeah, yeah, yeah. a direction in life. Like for me, I know I'm jump. I know I wanted to say something, but like my whole idea <clears throat> is like, you don't need to be making a certain amount of money or you don't need to be working like a certain amount of hours. You can, you can be an entrepreneur if you would like, you can, uh, you know, be like a freaking influencer. I don't care. You could be working a corporate <laughs> nine to five job. But for me, seeing a person just stay at home and not be productive in some capacity is such a turnoff. It's like, what are you yeah. doing with your life? Like, what I, f- I feel like I would go crazy like that. So like, yes, I don't yeah. know. How do you not go crazy? Do, like, and bro, like another thing, like looking back to my earlier point, it's like, when you look at somebody, you're like, if your daughter was a carbon copy of that person, if my daughter told me I want to be a stay at home uh, wife, I'd be like, what the hell is wrong with you? Like, seriously, go get an education, like do something productive with your life. That's, that's my view. Yeah. I, I know and that's I, a very, I, like, I want to clarify. 
Yeah, I want to clarify. I just want to back you up on one thing. It's a different thing to be a stay-at-home wife versus stay-at-home mother because motherhood is obviously a lot of responsibilities yes, and things yes, like that. 100%. So I want to emphasize that. Obviously, you yeah, said yeah. wife. I just want to clarify to viewers across <laughs> yeah, yeah, the world yeah. that he said that, not mother. I think is talking difference. about like if you're just doing and like twiddling your thumbs at home and yeah, not yeah. anything to, to contribute to the family, uh, it's different than if you're a, a mother and taking care of children, which arguably is more of a responsibility and more of a challenge than going out and working yeah. Yeah. So I want to be a little careful of, of taking this from the Mushroom parking lot to the Tim Hortons parking lot. But I, I, I do feel like, I do feel like it's important to say that, um, I don't know, a drive is really important. And yeah, to be honest, I forgot what I was going to say after that joke. Like, okay, how about, I, like, I was that, thinking like, about joke the joke was the joke echelon for me. The whole time. That, but we're thinking, that's all I needed to get out. You told me, he's like, yo, I have a nice joke lined up. Like three, four days ago, man. I'm so happy I got to see the execution, man. This is well executed. I Yo, like the, it's not it's not well executed anymore because I forgot what I was gonna say. It was something about oh yeah, okay, 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 okay. So I feel like society, like Muslim society, what ends up happening a lot of times, and I'm not saying this is wrong because I have no right to say that, but like you'll have like a guy in his like upper twenties and mm. they'll go for they'll go for guy, girls that are like like twenty or twenty one, and like because they're already stable, the girl feels like she doesn't have to really do much. So I feel like that sort of society paves the way for a world where the girl feels like she doesn't need as much of a drive but even though like i think a drive is really important because being like for example a first generation like my parents emigrated here and i'm like the first generation born here seeing like my parents struggle and things like that it built so much respect in me for them it, it built a work ethic in me it built like all these things and i feel like i, I wouldn't want someone i want to i wouldn't really necessarily consider someone that i don't see that stuff in okay but to, just let me be the devil's advocate okay so from their point of view it's like okay say say we like, let, let's look at our degrees, right? They're like five-year degrees, right? In Ismail's case, even longer. This guy's going on a double degree. That's crazy, okay? So say so say, you put all this time in, you get cuffed. Two, three years later, you have to stop, drop all that just to be just to be a parent. You got to stay at home. Would, would you? You don't that, have to, though. That's, like, that's what I'm saying. Like, what was like, yeah. I was talking about earlier? Like, the way, what I intended to say was, that's a choice that you can make once motherhood is uh, like a okay. thing that you have to look at. But so that say, doesn't mean you have to. Yeah. So so say like this this woman in in her one of her objectives is you know having kids and raising family and she wants to be an involved mother and for her that means being a stay at home mom. Okay. So say she wants to do that. It doesn't make sense then for her to invest all this time and be so career oriented just to drop it for like X amount of years because. Oh, well, it's all it's all very subjective, but it, it, does she need? There's nothing necessitating that she needs to start a family right as soon as she gets married, or three years after she gets married. Like, um, what's it called? Like, it, it's um, also we have to keep in mind what society we live in. Society and the day and age we live in, it's very difficult to um, just to uh, to have one income uh, in the household. Oh yeah, it's oh, inevitable yeah. that. Uh, what's it called the the woman ends up choosing to work and that's also and i, would, I wouldn't even attribute it to the to the fact that it's expensive i would attribute it to the fact that you know we grow up in a society which up, uh, uplifts uh, women working which is fantastic so that in mind it's also uh part in a, an islamic responsibility to make sure that our kids grow up uh, what's it called with the, yeah. the right amount of attention and right amount of care and not and not being neglected at the yeah. expense of oh well 
um, let me work extra hours so I can we can afford a BMW instead of a yeah yeah yeah. See what I'm saying? So it's all about priorities at that point. And um, it, it's uh, there's many examples, um, personal examples, and I'm sure like uh, there'll be plenty of empirical data um, that show that women who have children go back to work eventually. Like okay. there's not women don't necessarily need to spend 18 years of uh, staying at home and raising children. Yeah. Just, uh, what's it called? You know, uh, uh, psychologists or like you know, uh, behavioral psychologists or children, people who work with children usually say there's a specific period of time. I'm not sure what it is. Um, there's a specific age. I think it's up to eight years old or six years old, where that's an important time for the children to spend with the mother. Now, that's not even saying that the woman has to spend six or eight years at home. All it's saying is that she needs to make sure that um, uh, she's able to balance a, a raising children and not neglecting them and uh, whatever work that she wants or passion she wants to pursue and it's the husband's responsibility to make sure he's in a supportive role to allow the woman to do this i do want to say there's a distinction between like having like just a career drive which is valuable for sure but there's also like just having a, a, a drive in general this isn't exactly necessarily yeah, just yeah, yeah 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 there's other yeah. things as well yeah. Yeah, yeah but that said um to to play devil's advocate with ismail uh, like, let's say, for example, you do want to spend the first four years of the kid's life, like with them, right? So the mother wants to stay home, for example. And then after four years, you have another kid. And then after four years, you have another kid. Like, so going to Khad's point, like, it does seem like a lot of times they do have to almost like throw away their career if they want to. Well, that comes right? I don't know. But... Planning, right? So like, you know, well, my mom gave me a piece of advice. She's like, don't make, don't, uh, what's it called? Uh, make too much room between like uh your, your yeah kids. man yeah have yeah. them back to back <laughs> i heard that one precisely for the reason that she knows that this it's not like back in the day where one income is enough or that women uh weren't as uplifted to work or whatever so you don't want to have to keep or you don't want to uh, or your wife probably and you obviously don't want to subject her to the fact that she needs to keep taking time off work that's gonna in the long term really hit like have a hard hit on her career yeah, yeah i feel like this is more of a choice that the woman should have though just because like you don't know how yeah, long it to recover and things like that like yeah, yeah. you don't yeah, want to yeah, be the yeah. guy and be like yo it's time for another <laughs> oh yeah i don't <laughs> no no, no. It, 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 you're right so that's why i'm saying it's that's something for uh for her to decide and for her to like plan out um uh, with her uh, husband or whatever so yeah uh yeah there, there isn't really like a problem as long as the woman goes and gets it's very important for for women to get like educate that's just because you want even if you decide that you want to be 18 years at home like for example my mom was a stay-at-home mom for 18 or not, not even 18 uh now it's been 21 years so 21 years she's been staying at home but she studied she had chemistry so she studied and then now she's pursued a career in like after raising kids and you know being in her late 40s she's now pursuing a career in what's it called uh, in social work and uh, refugee aid and all this stuff yeah. so Getting it, there's no such thing as wasting time of getting education. It's very minute circumstances that that is true, but it's always valuable because you don't know what type of circumstances you'll come come across in life. You don't know if your husband, imagine your husband passes away and you were planning on not working, yeah. so you never got an education. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, I'm, I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, yeah it's, it's it's you don't know what life throws at you, so everybody should be. I believe everybody should be able to be self sufficient. However, yeah. should be pressed into being self sufficient. I feel like, like there's an important distinction to make. I feel like so many of us here came, um, like as immigrants, right? Except Azir, um, and then 
like that now we have like traditional views on relationships and whatnot traditional values and then we come here and there's like other values and we have to pick and choose which ones we want at the end and i feel like traditionally speaking like was here mentioned um like you can like as a woman you, you can get away with not having to do much um prior to having kids right because traditionally speaking back then guys didn't care right they didn't care about what the woman working because they were the breadwinners right um, but I feel like in today's society, like for me, speak, like if you want to buy a home, right, there is no way you're doing that on your own. You need your spouse to chip in, yeah. right? And like, so again, like the reason why this is so important for me, because as a young, we're talking from the perspective of young adults, as a young adult, if you're not a productive member of society, what are you doing? Right? Yeah, you're um, not contributing to, you're not contributing to what the overall objective, I, I suppose, would be like, which is for some people is to raise a family but in order to raise a family you need to be yeah, in man. an environment where you need to have a stable home you need to be able yeah. to give them a good upbringing and then some people would argue like you know like private education for example right like some people yeah, really man. value that so you need Islamic school yeah. yeah like you need a lot of money for that and you just like deferring or just like you putting all of that weight onto one person first of all is very stressful and second of all there's a lot of liabilities with it because you're literally putting all your eggs in one basket and like Ismail said <laughs> if something happens, what happens if you die, away yeah. or something like that it's done I-, I wanted to kind of move on from now but i think the underlying theme that we have identified here is like managing expectations from the get-go because it seems like even within the four of us although we are similar there are like nuances in like our ways of thinking what we define as pro- pro- productive and like what we define as like stay at home like mom versus wife and etc so that's really important for anyone listening who wants to like whether male or female like wants to take us in, into consideration like this is very important to outline from the outset but i wanted to use the last part of this episode to um open it up to you guys and ask you guys uh how should one go about the process of finding a potential, meeting them, talking to them? Uh, and like, obviously, I'm sure all of us here have our own like subtle variations of what we think is like the halal or Islamic way to go about it. Yeah. I can start if that's okay. Yeah. But I, I had this one righty, man. Oh, God. No, no, no. no <laughs> I want to I wanna, uh, differentiate a, like a few terms here. I want to differentiate the terms of like arranged marriages and like what an organic marriage is. Okay. okay. Traditionally, what an arranged yeah. marriage in like South Asian cultures, and I would assume that in the Arab culture as well, but I'm just going to assume that, is that two people okay. who would be matched by like their parents, who typically had very few interactions with each other, would just agree through a third party that they would be willing to do it. And I yeah. think part of the reason why that concept worked is because at the time, a like what was important for a woman was to get security and to raise kids. And what was important for a man was to be the breadwinner. And, and that concept worked. But we've outlined through like the differences in society and culture or whatever that like things are changing. And like that model is sort of outdated. And I don't think any of us would just trust a random third person. Be like, yo, I know this girl. I right, bless. Let's do it. You know, like I don't think any of us would go down and do that. And then, like, <laughs> I know that's here. <laughs> uh, anyways, um, and the organic model is sort of like, you know, you meet someone naturally, maybe like you've worked with them, or maybe you met them at you know, school, university, whatever, in your classes, and then you get to know them. And then like, if there's like a chemistry, or if there's a match, then you get like the parents involved, or like, some people, you know, they get into like a relationship, halal, haram, whatever, um, to a certain extent, and then they get the parents involved. So like, I want to make that distinction from the outset. Um, okay, I, my opinion on this is the arranged marriage model that is now renewed is that 
if, for example, someone knows a girl. Yeah. Let's say Khalid comes to me and he's like, Hizan, you told me you want to get married. I know this person who would be a good fit for you. In my mind, that falls under the arranged marriage model, right? Okay. Because it's it's through somebody else. It's not organic, so to speak. I think the organic model is great. If it works, it works. But some, some people, for some reason, are so allergic to this like new updated arranged marriage model. I don't know why. I think it's a fantastic model. And the reason for the reason I think it's a fantastic model is because of two things. Number one, you don't get emotionally attached from the outset, which allows you to remain in a in a in a state of rational thinking so yeah. that those important decisions and the important things you need to discuss are already discussed from the outset. And the second reason I think so is because the person who is initiating that knows both parties. And so like I've I know Khalid for what, eight years now? Eight years almost. Like we've had like a lot of memories. And so if Khalid were to give me like a recommendation, I'd be like, Khalid knows me. I trust him. He's not, he's not Sima auntie, right? So I personally think the arranged marriage model, as well as the idea of involving the parents from the outset is very, very good. And I'm in, definitely in favor of that. Well, okay. I think the reason why a lot of people have um, like hesitation when it comes to the arranged marriage, the new and improved arranged marriage model is just because you don't really get to know someone's deepest, truest like securities and you don't get to really see the red flags until you have those like 2, 3 a.m. combos type of thing. And you can't really have that with the Rishta auntie in the room or family in the, like, at the other table, the Tim Hortons, you know? And I'm like, okay, I'm going to be crude, but I'm just, I'm being so blunt. Dude, so many like people, you talk to them like normally, you look so healthy. You look so, you know, they got everything together. The minute it's like nighttime, it's, they start talking about the issues they have with their families, issues they have with themselves, issues they have with your dean. And it's like, bro, like, where was this in the morning, right? And I feel like, yeah, that's why a lot of people have hesitation because you don't really get to know someone unless you've done business with them, you've traveled with them, or you know what I mean? So like, I've, that's why the organic model is better because it gives you more leeway to actually have those important conversations unfiltered because none of you have an ulterior motive at that time assuming none of you have an ulterior motive right if she doesn't know um can like i'm evaluating her as a potential spouse she has no reason to put up a front because why does she care what i think right and likewise if i if i don't know that she's evaluating me as a potential then why do i care what she thinks of me right so we're we're, we're going to be so much more honest and just it's less forced of a conversation you can't just come in like so do you have daddy issues like you can't really do that, you know, but like that conversation, you can, you can pick up on the red flags in an organic situation. But, That's the only uh, reason. I want, I want to, I want to say though, that if you both start catching feels, which yeah. can be very easy, especially when you've been raised 20 years with no, nobody having interest in you and suddenly someone interested in you. So and your parents you're... and your parents are like, girls are haram, bro. <laughs> exactly, dude. So obviously you're going to start putting your best foot forward. Like, I'm not going to tell them like, I you know, talk like this, like talk like a you, I'm going to start talking normally in front of them. I'm not going to like, like you're obviously you're going to change up how you are. So. No, but then that's on you. Like you need to be authentic to yourself. If you want to find someone who's authentic to their self as well. Right? Yeah. But I would do, are people authentic when they're doing that kind of stuff? And, and also I do agree that it's really important to get an objective lens on things before things start like before you start catching feels yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was browsing reddit today and there was a post uh, on relationship uh, advice and it was like oh like i've been with my boyfriend for like eight months and everything's so amazing this has been the best eight months of my life but he wants to it suddenly just came up that he wants to have kids and i don't and i'm really strict that i don't want to have kids and he does how do you go eight months without discussing this 
And yeah. now like everyone in the comments is like, yeah, you have to break up. Like, what do you want us to say? Like, you can't, you have yeah. no other choice, right? But why do you say us like you're a moderator, bro? <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, top fan, top fan. Let hit it, bro. Like, I agree 100%. I think, I think the, um, or at least this is just my subjective opinion, uh, is that the best way to meet somebody is when you're friends with them in like in group environments. Is because one of the big things I look at um, is is how they interact with friends and like people in a, in a professional education environment or friends environment, whatever. And how and what type of friends do they keep around uh, themselves uh, is very important too. Yeah. Wait, can I throw in a bone? I'm sorry, but sorry for cutting you off. But I just want to say, what if one of your things is that you don't want them to have friends of the opposite gender? Oh, but then how are you gonna meet them organically then? No, no, but then. Look. <laughs> that, that's what no no but you, that's why i said in groups yeah mm, or what, if I'm, what if i'm still not about that like to be honest well okay, okay let's let's go. Go. that's why i said it's subjective yeah yeah for sure okay yeah, that's, that's why i said subjective but that's a good point that's a good point yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. what's it called so uh i'm just trying to like imagine a scenario that's very like perceivable to all of us whether it's in like the workplace whether it's in university whether it's uh uh, where, wherever, whether it's in the masjid, if you, or whether it's in an organization you volunteer at, wherever it is, yeah, you'll be. It doesn't. You don't need to be friends. You're going to be interacting in group situations with yeah. uh, both genders. This is just the the fact of life, and there's, Islam has no problem with that. So, when yeah. when so right. when that, those interactions happen, you if you're somebody in a mindset where you're open to marriage, you're not. You don't need to necessarily be on the hunt for somebody but like you could, just, just the fact that you're open-minded to marriage and finding somebody yeah. you already know that you're like um when you meet certain people especially if let's say uh, you met somebody who you found beautiful you might start like taking notice to their actions more it's yeah. it's a fact like it's and you will and you'll notice how they interact with people um and how they talk how they treat people how they present themselves to society and yeah. those things are good indicators because once because there's like they're not trying there's no gain behind it because they're just being their authentic selves and you're just monitoring like yeah 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 that, that's all but once yeah. that and that's the problem with dating in my opinion because if you like the western dating is you guys are showing up and you're trying to do your best to get a certain objective and yeah. they're doing the same exact thing so they're showing you the best side of themselves they're not uh, what they're, it's basically like a marketing ploy. Uh, uh, it's like let me. I need to market myself in the best way. So yeah. I can convince this person to. Make Especially with like online dating, man. Like it's oh, yeah. all what's showing up. What is online dating? It's literally bio data and yeah, pictures. And pictures. Has, Bro, that's best. what. It's basically Tinder. Is basically what WhatsApp aunties, but like on a grand scale when software engineers Bro. found out how to code. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I seen. Bro, I it's swear. It's a presentation. Seen. It's a presentation of why you should date me and why you should, why I should be your boyfriend or I, why. You wait, Khal, you go first because I wanted to add something. Okay, yeah, two things. One, uh, just like a quick thing, like because uh, you mentioned the uh, the Rista auntie thing, it just put, triggered a memory in my head. I remember I saw a Facebook um, Rista auntie group. Don't ask how I ended up there. I just ended up there, bro. And it's literally like pictures of the guys, degree, job. Uh, age and height i swear bro do you know it's weird there's a lot of like family information too like as uh, if you're marrying the family like well father's occupation mother's occupation. <laughs> we're literally bio data bro i never feel so objectified as a male man but anyways um like uh, to what Faizan said everything Faizan said was so nice until he said yeah, okay. 
Go ahead, go ahead. No, no, just to, so, oh, someone was saying, yeah. I have less of a problem with the family information than the, the actual guy's uh, information. Because it all goes back to environment. And actually, like Islamically, we are um, uh, encouraged to look for a, a spouse uh, that grew up in a good environment, in a pious or a righteous environment. Because that will impact who they are. So I understand. What, because this is actually a big thing in Arab, uh, in Arabic marriage culture. They always ask, "Oh, what family is he from?" Not because of like some people do it for status, but like the right the way that people are doing it correctly is because they're trying to find out who their parents are because it's well known what these parents hold for morals, values, fundamentals, and all that stuff. And if that kid grew up there, you know, Arab saying it's like uh, children, you know, reflection of their parents or whatever. So that's why they're trying to gauge who this person that's going to marry their daughter is because this person, just like online date, when he walks into the house, he's yeah, going yeah, yeah, yeah. his way into getting the, the, the father's acceptance, right? So he wants right. a objective or a little bit of empirical evidence as to who this person is. Right. Wait, Khalid, you were saying something earlier? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, choppy, choppy Wi-Fi mind. Um, so I want to say, like, with, with the thing that Faizan said, like, um, you you said, like, until you both catch feels for each other, and then you guys can choose to like date until you get involved with parents. Like, I, that's like a recipe for disaster. There is no such thing as halal dating, dude. If you're gonna date, just call it dating and hope that it ends up in marriage. Don't lie to yourself and say like it's you're gonna make it halal. But that's happen. what I was gonna comment on. Yeah. Yeah, like, like uh, bro, it's like temptation is too real, especially yeah, the fact yeah, that yeah. the temptation is encouraged here. Also, I want to make one clarification. I think meeting organically through like volunteering or work or even sometimes like school, yeah. that's like that's amazing. But at yeah, the same yeah. time, I think like what you guys were saying, a lot of Muslims, young Muslims, they feel like, okay, we can't date. And so they end up in like these group situations of a bunch of guys and a bunch of girls. And do you think you're really being your honest, true self in that group? I, I don't think so. Like, I, I think- Okay, well, everybody's like, always- I, I just wanted to add something in that I think we're making these two scenarios seem like binary when there is a little bit of overlap between the two. So what I mean by that is when we say organic, right? Or sorry, when we say like the whole like new arranged marriage style, I'm not saying that two people are introduced through a mediator and through that within like a month, it's like, halas, done deal. It's more that for me, what the number one important thing is having parties involved, both of which know that the intent, both of which know what the intention behind this or uh, this organized meeting is and that includes the families. And so whether it's you meeting someone organically or whether it's meeting through someone, in my personal opinion, I think having the parents involved, number one, having both of you know that the intention for this relationship going forward is for the purposes of a halal relationship. And number three, it's that you can technically still date them, so to speak, and get to know their true self through time. So for example, if you meet someone through somebody, if you continue chatting with them for like, let's say four or five, six months, eventually you're going to have those like 2 a.m. conversations where eventually you're going to open up a little bit. And of course, at that point in time, you're going to get emotionally attached to them. But I think that vulnerability to some degree is needed for you to properly assess the compatibility. And if it doesn't work out, it sucks, but it's a needed step. So we were actually like, I don't know if you remember, we were talking about this earlier the other week. Um, I, like there's, there's a little, there's like a golden, not gold, but like this is a crucial time at which 
you need to decide what, how long are you going to dip your toes on the, like the bad side, just so that you can quickly get out of it and, and ensure that, okay, I'm good to actually make this proper and head out. And I, I think that's where a lot of kids get screwed over. Say, say you're like in our situations, right? Say none of us are ready to get married, but we'd like a girl, right? And we get to see, continue to volunteer with her or we get, we're all in the same friend group and whatnot. We can't get married yet, but we know we like them. So everything we do is with the intention of you know being around them and whatnot. And then now you're kind of stuck in the middle, like, okay, how long do I stay attached to this person before I can actually make a move? Or how long do I keep doing this until I say, like, no, I can't keep How come anymore. you can't get married? Well, maybe you don't have, like, a stable job. Maybe, like, you're still <sighs> trying to figure out, like, a lot of people, for example, you, like, us. Like, I'm pretty sure all four of us have had instances where we've had, like, a liking towards somebody. But, like, whether that worked out or not, I think one of the reasons would be simply because we're still students. We don't have, like, a stable source of income, you know. And, and one of the rights of, like, women in marriages is that if they want to live just the two of you and not with your parents, you have to fulfill that right. How are you supposed to do that with, like, 50K OSAP, bro? Like, <laughs> that's impossible. Yeah, I, you know I, I agree with the phrase I'm saying. But I, so that, then it goes down to subjective. If you talk to this girl, you both like each other. Yeah, and- but, but if you know your parents aren't going to do it, then, like, right. If you know your parents are, are just going to tell you focus on school, then no, you no, can't no, no, so, so it's multiple. There's multiple facets to this. Okay. First of all, you want to tackle the most important one, which is her. So because if she's not interested, because she wants her certain rights fulfilled, because at the same time she could also compromise. It's within her rights. So if she's like, oh, I don't mind living with our with one of our parents, or whatever, um, and I don't mind us like struggling or or, finan- or not being you know not rolling around in a nice car and having our own house yet or whatever like, i just want to be together in a halal way perfect that's the first facet done then you move on to the parents then you have to convince both your parents that hey listen islamically we're not like what well, as long as the character and the dean is good everything else inshallah will come like yeah just because it's it's not a, a viable reason to reject a candidate um for marriage for your daughter is because uh because the, the guy doesn't have a, a job because just because this is from Allah, and if, as long as the guy has hustle and drive, he'll get a job. You're not worried yeah. about that. As long as his dean is, because if his dean is on point, he's already thinking that I need to provide, right? So he's already working on it. I don't have to worry about that if he got the dean aspect of it. I do like, want to say one thing. That's all logical. Hold on a second. Before, before, yeah, no worries, no worries. Like, it's all logical, but like, it's one thing to get her to be okay with it. But if I had a daughter, and even if he was like the most mashallah man, and he came from a daughter, but I saw that like, like he's still he won't graduate for like another three years for example or he still won't be able to get a job for another four or five years and be like what's my daughter gonna do like she's yeah, gonna- and and in those five years if they're together bro that's five years worth of emotional attachment that could lead to- yeah and like if if they end up get, having kids and like those kids are screwed over man just because you guys made a rash decision right like it's we're all, everything you said is so sound and it's not a viable reason idealistically but if we're being realistic, most parents' values are impacted, not just by Dean, but by traditional values, right? By society standards and whatnot. And they're like, if you know, if you've had that marriage talk with your parents, which I think every guy approaching this age should have sooner or later, because it's going to come up, you know, like you're going to catch heels with someone sooner or later and you need to sit down with your parents and be like, okay, listen, do you guys feel like we can do I this? I hear what you're saying. The only reason I hold this view 
is because I have personal experience with my own dad and people in my family who, or have people who have known. For example, yeah, anecdote, anecdote or whatever. But this, my my dad, um, my grandpa, inquired enough about him um, that he was happy with his where he was in his dean and his character, and he um, was completely uh, in favor of him marrying my mom. And right before they were gonna get married. Uh, my dad, uh, what's it called, decided to leave his job. And he, my dad, knowing that he needs to tell my grandpa, he went to, and he traveled to go tell my grandpa this. And you know, with that mentality, 100%, he could have been like, oh, you don't have a job. No, yeah. I don't want you marrying my daughter. But at the end of the day, this comes with like, in my opinion, this comes with tawakkul. If you have, if you truly have faith in tawakkul in Allah, and you, you see this person, you come, you you've, uh, what's it called, assess this person's character and assess this person's dean, we'll take, everything will take care of it. And li- literally right after marriage, my dad got a, uh, found, like, found a job while in his honeymoon. He got, a, he got a, what's it called, a job offer. So, like, things that are so, you know, uh, irrelevant, like jobs come and go all the time. These things are very irrelevant. As long as the person is motivated, has this yeah. career, it's realistic. I just think, it's unrealistic in the framework where we look at culture as superior to like what the what Islam actually tells us. Yeah, yeah. But was there you wanted to say something earlier? Yeah, I, I do want to say actually this is a new thing as well. I want to say for the record, I don't think it's totally wrong to to think like a job is important, man. Like at the One end of the day, uh... yeah, dude, it is true that obviously this is all from Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. But at the end of the day, like he could have a drive, he could have the passion, all that kind of stuff, but things don't work out. You know, like that doesn't mean Allah Subhanahu is punishing you or anything like that, but it's just be like, common, right? like just... yeah, like so. Yeah, but but the, is like, the father doing wrong? Quite difficult to believe. Like it's more improbable that a guy doesn't find a job if he if you've assessed him and he has career prospects. No, but I, I think I disagree. Like, Sometimes it just doesn't like work. listen, listen. With this, the thing is, it's marriage already is a gamble, right? Like you could be the you could have all of you fooled, but he could actually be abusive the minute he he's got her from you, right? So what you need to do as a parent, I feel like, is ensure that at least there's certain objective standards that you can check out the box. Like, yeah, he will be able to financially support my daughter and physically support my daughter. And religiously, it seems like he can, like, that's your responsibility. If, if we're speaking, like, there's so many stories at the time of the Prophet Sahaba, they didn't have anything and they still got married. But like, dude, no one is that religious, man. Like we're talking about. No, 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 that's not. That's not. That's like we're going back to the painting with the brush. Even if nobody is, it should. Like you know, when there is conflict of interest or or not conflict. If there's conflict between the, the children and the, the parents, sometimes a sheikh is involved, right? And if yeah. the, and if the children are in the right, the sheikh will vouch for them. So if all that's stopping and it, it come on, we live in a okay. I I studied uh, economics and finance, right? So it's like. Very difficult for me to believe in the gig economy and in all the ways that like we have that are we're able to make money in the society we live in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the West, it's like way more improbable that a guy cannot yeah. provide. You could be yeah. a driver and make yeah. 80, 90k a year. It's you could be you could be an Amazon delivery driver. You could make what's called 100k. You could be a re, like any doesn't. We're not the saying way, there's no shortage of ways to provide financially. But now, we're not saying he won't find a job ever. We're just saying in the years that he's marrying my daughter, like if he's a second year student, first year student, yes. dude, he's getting cuffed to my daughter for like four or three years. Who's going to, where, where is he going to get the money for the dowry from? How about yeah. the wedding? How about the, wedding? How about the honeymoon? Like, sorry, I, I, can I just interject? Dude, 80, 90K for an Uber driver? Like, no, that's not. 
Oh, if you drive every day. No, no, no. Like, dude, I know people that drive like every day, long, long hours. It's not 80, 90. I just want to put that out there. Anyway, I, can I just take it back for a second? Instead of talking for, Wait, can I cut you off for like two seconds? Yeah, yeah. Go we ahead. Five minutes minutes off, actually, we have, we have like five minutes left. Um, I'm thinking, Yo, is like, there a time? like, can we, can we go over the time a little bit? Because this is getting spicy. The thing is, like, I, I'm thinking we continue this conversation, but parts. Is, the thing is, I, I, I initially pitched them two parts, but because we're already having a four-part series, it's like we don't want to have, like, male one, male two, female one, female two, sheikh one, sheikh two. It's going to be super long. So we're, I'll continue it for another 15, 20 minutes, but just know that some bits from the beginning or some bits from here will yeah. get out eventually. So, like, it's going to be around one hour, 110, regardless, but what we keep, uh, I'll decide later. Okay, okay. Can I just ask, like, how early do you think is a good idea to, like, tell the father? Like, something that Fazan mentioned is, like, oh, tell them early, but then, like, four or five months into, like, into, like, talking to them, then, like, you'll can start I, getting conversations. Yeah, wait, I, was, I just want to finish, but say, like, dude, I don't want my dad to know, like, four or five months, I'm, like, I'm not, you know what I mean? Yeah, bro, here, here, here's, so the, I'm getting into, like, what my ideal uh, steps would be if I'm interested in someone. Number one, in my opinion, is find out well, okay, number one is to find out, you do your own litmus test, are you ready? Yes? Okay, yeah, move yeah. on. Okay. Number two is, do you have a job or do you have a projected stable source of income within the next 12 months or 18 months? Because chances are, if you're interested and it works out in the next 12 to 18 months, you're going to have a woman beside you, okay? Number three is to find out if they're interested. And I think this one, in my opinion, should be done if you have mutual friends then ask a mutual friend and then they can inquire on behalf of you or like you organically do whatever, whatever, whatever. But I think if both parties are interested, in my opinion, the safest way to go about it is to involve the parents and have them know like, hey, I'm talking to your daughter with the intention of uh, marriage. That's not to say that at every single meeting, I'm going to have you there or like you're going to be like sitting Tim's whatever. But I want you to know that like I'm texting your daughter. If she's smiling at a screen, it's because of me. You know what I mean? Uh, In my yeah, opinion, but what, like, that's important. Dad's like, yo, what the heck? This is going on for like six months. Like, No, no, no. I, I think that should be trigger. from the outset. I think that should be from the outset. It shouldn't be six months down the line. It should be if you both are interested, let's say you find that out within like three or four the, weeks. Yeah. I think both parents, both sides of the family need to know that before the, anything I'm saying, happens. Yeah, the I'm minute agreeing, you I'm know agreeing. she likes you, that's when it's on you to actually go and no, no, so I'm saying I, I agree like tell the parents but at the same rate like that should like start a clock like you don't want to like tell the parents and then six months in you're still trying to figure yeah, things yeah. out like I, or like a year in you're still like talk, just talking like you have to like start getting serious then and so, ask like the harding that's why that's why like Bazan that. said several things like one you need to be ready before you even go out looking and two um when you like once you do find her you need to be sure that like you already know your parents are on board and you're at a point where you can't get married because if you if you had that marriage talk already with your family or if you know like your family isn't ready and you're not ready you're just leading women on right and exactly like, so you need to make sure you've got everything figured out first and then you hit a point like third year fourth year whatever year and you're like okay now any woman who i'm actually interested in i am i have the logistics down i know my family will be down i just have to make sure that we're compatible you know and that's how you ensure you have the quickest time possible because you've got everything else dealt with beforehand all you need is to find a wife now it's a light work <laughs> <laughs> so I, I think one more thing that i want to say like taking another step back is like one benefit though of like the new arrangement process that you meet more people that are potential candidates or whatever mm -hmm. than you organically would right yeah so like man. organically let's say you meet like honestly like maybe three people throughout your early 20s 
like you don't have much to go on, right? You're like, okay, well, this one's better than the last two. So that's kind of it. If you're going through this process, firstly, you're clear-headed, you're objective in, in your views. And also you can, I don't know, if you're like with Sima Auntie, you can see like th- two, 300 people. So I mean, you're you dating can, apps. Bro, yeah, There's yeah, Muslim yeah, yeah. dating apps nowadays. Well, I, I think oh, yeah, that's Yo, we should talk about that. By the no, way. I think I that's risky, that. man. I don't know about that. that too, man. It's, just, it's like, same thing. I'm giving you a presentation of my, my most... Uh, what's it called? Perfect attributes that are already uh, what's it called? Uh, being exaggerated, possibly and marketed in the best yeah, way. That yeah. But Dude, you know, that, you know, I think the big problem with those is, you know, I think what the big problem with those is, people aren't serious. Like, yeah, yeah, give yeah, them, yeah, give yeah. them a try. They're not serious. Yeah. No, no. So, I was so gonna, you tried? Oh yeah, obviously, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> no, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. It's me. Going back. I, okay. To Rosario's point, most people aren't serious about it, and most people aren't mature enough or don't have the prerequisites checked off in order to like actually do something fruitful so like whatever but like the idea of um the whole presentation and marketing thing how is that any different than if my mom comes to me and says oh i know so and so my family friend's daughter here's a picture of her here's what she does that's literally giving you a presentation so your mom has credibility with you so her testimonial like evidence is much more valuable because it's coming from a third uh party she, your mom, you know your mom wouldn't recommend somebody to you on somebody else's, uh, what's it called, uh, recommendation without her knowing a- anything for a fact. So that's one thing. Sec- you're taking, for a presentation on, on Muslim match or, or a Tinder or whatever, you're getting, you're taking the word of the person saying it. That's about as biased as you could get. So mm. when you, but even, even when you have a friend, actually, because, you know, you, some people are, would say, oh, my friends know me better than my parents. That's fantastic. Then go, and then if your friends recommend somebody for you, that's also great because your friends have been around you for a really long time, know like know who you are, and they might have known the other person a lot. Third party again, and they're analyzing this, and they're looking like, okay, look, this person seems like they would match perfectly with this person because they have a outside view. Once you get into uh, resumes, like you're literally like, uh, these are my best attributes. I work this. This is the kind of lifestyle I can provide you. These are the type of, um, uh, what's it called? Uh, uh, what, these are the positives that you get from being with me, uh, yada, yada, yada. And what do you offer? What do you bring to the table? It's too contractual. Maybe I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not trying to fall too much into the romanticizing of like what the West does, but it's also, I feel like there is a, sort, a, a certain amount um, of um, romance or authenticity that comes with meeting people through third party with like which is the arranged marriage 2.0 or through organic means um, so, so that's why i would never like uh fear for me i would never participate in any of the uh, uh what's it called uh, dating apps or uh, any of that stuff yeah that's fair that's fair the answer no, for just bring my whole bio man my whole i am smart and funny and kind <laughs> But yeah, definitely right. Like you are obviously trying to market yourself, so and not a reliable testimony of yeah. Like Khalid, you were saying. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say, like, to answer your original question of like, what would you guys recommend as like the best route to getting married? Um, definitely go to McMaster. <laughs> Join the McMaster MSA. Oh, man, vol- volunteer at the food bank. Why McMaster? I, I just applied to 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 unis right now, so. 
Uh, Why McMaster? I didn't apply to McMaster. Yeah, that's yeah. where it happens, bro. That's where it happens. Bro, McMaster okay. MSA. It's in order to be a member, you need to sign a waiver saying you that you have two wives with potential. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! You signed what? You have to sign a waiver saying uh, if anyone likes you, you have to consider them. No questions. That. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. Oh, okay. Okay. No, I got gas. Uh, I no, McMaster that. MSA. It, it's um, their MSA is really strong, and so they have a reputation for um, having like uh, people who are like usually in third, fourth years, like about to graduate. Um, for them, like finding like uh, spouses and stuff like that. Yeah. That's the perfect place to yeah. like my my dad was on me about it from the get go. He's like participate in the MSA. You never know who you'll meet. I'm like, yeah. I've always, like I've wanted to participate in the MSA, but that's not the objective. But that's a great place to meet somebody. It's because you at least for a baseline know you care enough to join an MSA. You need to put you need to put yourself out there. Like whatever that looks like. This is in general. If you if you want to meet friends, man. If you, if you want to have connections at at your job, you need to put yourself out there. Um, and network. yeah, network, network, and expect yeah. to get a job. The same thing to be put into finding uh, a significant other and putting yourself out there to make connections yeah. with people, to make friends and potentially find a spouse. But I just, work. I just want to say it like your intention when going I, for when going to volunteer at religious spaces shouldn't be to like headhunt. Yeah, be, yeah, that's what I, exactly what I mean. It's like you should. Your objective is to be setting yourself up. To be in yeah. the best of environments, and yeah, yeah, yeah. in the best of environments, you'll find somebody yeah. looking to be in the best. It's just, it's just like the how the math works out. The more people you meet, the higher chances are. So put yourself exactly. out there, but don't just go to places just to like check out. If there's any potentials? Yeah, maybe well, get some uh, good rewards out of it as well. Um, for Western, like I remember someone. I think just before uni started, some random guy. I, by the way, I'm involved with the MSA, so I know like a lot of the people who are in like the leadership and exact positions. Yeah, I was not one of them. Some random dude. He just posted on the group chat. He's like, "I am going into fourth year. <laughs> if there are any women interested, please feel free to reach out. You can message me on Facebook." I'm like, "Bro, who oh, are you? Man. Who is you? Who allowed this?" Dude, that is bold, though. That is bold. The women like that. Like Yo, work, though. Did you follow up? Yeah, did you follow up? Me? <laughs> <laughs> Brother, I am looking to go to 30-day Jamaat. Would you be interested? This is not really super related, but I think Waterloo and probably Western MSA, like most South Asian parents, they don't want to send their kids too far. Like they're not, I don't know, they're not many... I mean, those Most schools have reputations as well. They're like party schools. So like uh, already as a parent, you're apprehensive because of it. I don't know. What sure, I just party feel school. Azir's pain, man. Waterloo, Western, Western. Azir's upset. He's like, man, this one is in my school. It's okay. Am I not hiding it behind a smile? Dude, all the South Asians are in your program, man. What, what, what? I said all the South Asians are in Azir's program. For any uh, Waterloo uh, females watching this, <laughs> reach out to Azir. <laughs> yeah, just because I don't think you exist. So, you know, I want proof of life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Bro, but you know, you know what I took in though? You know what I, like this, this hit me in like 1B type thing. In 1A, like I thought all our degrees were similar, right? So I, I go to engineering and it's like no women, which is whatever, like who cares? But I didn't realize that there were actually other women like on <laughs> campus. I thought it was just all other guys, you know? The minute I went to one MSA event and I was like, yo, this is actually... Not everyone's here is like a sweaty male. So I don't know. You got to put yourself out there. Like it's, if you really want it, it's there. But I don't know. I feel like our MSA events have like 10 
it, it, it's us guys. Am I wrong? Like, maybe I'm going it's the wrong direction. Freaking segregated. Stop segregating. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's a win-win. You get yeah. to be around, like, as I said, it's about being part of the MSA. That's the main objective. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, yeah. it's a byproduct that it puts you in a place where you could possibly meet somebody. Yeah. Like what we're trying to say is when you work on yourself, you will eventually cross paths with someone who's also like interested in the same on thing the same you're interested in. Yeah, yeah, if yeah. you're career oriented and you go out to, to career events, you're going to meet someone who's the same drive. If you're yeah. so passionate about the community, you're going to meet someone who's just as passionate about the community through the oh, volunteer and you'll meet speakers, someone. Please uh, contact uh, Faison. <laughs> No brother. Um, but this is the thing. <laughs> no, this 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 goes back to the whole idea of like knowing when you're ready, being mature enough, and like not romanticizing the idea. Because like, let's be real. Like a lot of the people at the MSA have this mentality of like romanticizing this idea of a relationship. They don't go about it the right way. They get emotionally attached and like the whole thing. So like, they, like everyone has their own like vision of how it should be, and unfortunately, it's not aligned with a lot of people. And I know we can continue this conversation for a very long time, but we got to end it at some point. So uh, I just wanted to end this off by saying none of us here are scholars and none of us here are like actual like knowledgeable people. So whatever we said is only from like, you know, our pure like opinion. Um, this is not backed by any like fiqh or like some like I don't have Yasser Qadi hold, uh, like you know backing me up in my in my maybe statements. Well, maybe I'll have him as a guest. Inshallah. So, can, I, can I be honest? If you follow like advice like about religion from much of the parking lot po- podcast of like a bunch of little kids like you you kind of deserve the sins man resources for sure yeah anyways and um, the shape come on of course yeah yeah and then the thing is the idea is to have like what we're saying and like run it by you and be like okay what are your thoughts from like an islamic lens right just to like kind of have that audit um but anyways um just want to end this off this end off this episode by thanking each and every single one of you for coming on and sharing your thoughts i personally thought this was a really fruitful conversation so thank yeah. you guys and yeah. um we know if there's any waterloo people watching this or laurier i guess i don't know if you guys are into laurier or not but uh any people from the kingston area um reach out to uh Uzair Bhai and uh khalid Bhaijan <laughs> and uh well, uh we'll take it from there but honestly uh jokes aside thank you guys once again and uh hopefully the viewers enjoyed this episode and uh, yeah. the rest of the series would be just as good if not better but yeah thank you for having us right, yeah thanks i just want to say one thing like i'm single by choice i don't want anybody <laughs> to get the wrong ideas i think all of us here are single by choice and uh i think dms are open Masha. anyways <laughs> all right man we're gonna cut it all right guys can i just say i am i'm on Instagram, my handle is non-pizza. So. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 